Welcome back, everybody, for another exciting edition of Georgia Wrestling History TV Talk on the GWH Radio Network. I'm one of your co-hosts, Kenny J, sitting here with John Stoney Cannon. Bet you they thought we weren't going to be here anymore after last week. I know, right? Will Wheeler. What's up? we got Mike Garrett. <laughs> what up? Mr. is around. Somewhere. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have to apologize. We weren't around last week. Uh, apparently there was some issues with the, uh, with the, the host client thing, the program. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Some kind of mess. We all had dates, including Mr. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. And, uh, Stoney and I were at, uh, Fall Brawl 7 in Thompson, Georgia for Viral Pro Wrestling's, uh, October show. There you go. Yeah. Fall Brawl. And he's yeah. uh, going to talk about that later in the show. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, that was a good time. Cool stuff. Cool stuff. So, as usual, uh, they can check uh, everything out that they need to know at the GWH website, which is at GWHnewsandnotes.blogspot.com. And, of course, we got like multiple Facebooks going on. Mm hmm. We got him for Georgia Wrestling History, Georgia Wrestling History TV, and two for Georgia Wrestling History TV Talk. Yep, we're all over those Facebooks. There you go. I think uh, I think we have one coming here on pretty soon for Casanova Wheeler. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be like... Our the, own stud. Yep, our own stud. He tunes into the stud cast. <coughs> there you go. And he's going to be talking about that later, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've got to plug so, his, his buddy Ron Fuller there. So Mike's gonna talk about some crazy WWE stuff, and we're gonna be having fun. Yeah, whatever's clever. Woo-hoo. So it's gonna be cool. I mean, we watching. What are we watching? Ninety six Fall Brawl. I mean, no Halloween Havoc. Halloween Havoc, and there's a reason why because it's what month? October. October. And it's almost Halloween. I think I'll talk about this later. I think. Yeah, you might. I mean, okay. The the ha- Halloween Havoc is all over our, um, you know, the, uh, t- this year, today, kind of... Our, our history, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what'll be cool is, is next week's show, which is a couple of days for Halloween, we are going to talk about Halloween, crazy characters, spooky wrestlers, and all kinds of funny stuff like yeah, that. So, so that's going to be the For Real Halloween episode. Oh, for real! Even today, you're going to hear the word Halloween a lot. So, so. And, we have, and we have to do that in, in, in hollow voice. Excuse me. Yeah. So, Halloween. You're going to be Halloween. Mm. My, my going to be a werewolf. Uh, I usually don't do anything, I'll be honest with you. Mm. I'm debating. Since, since my 16-year-old um, was about... Eleven, so it's been a while. Oh yeah, nah, not that much. You know, years ago I went like trick or treating in this neighborhood with uh, somebody's brother-in-law. They took all the kids, and he took he had an empty twelve pack, and he collected like twelve beers along the way. So maybe you could do that. You could like find some kids just walk behind with an empty thing, and go, "Hey, you guys got a beer for my 
And he come back with a with case of beer. Uh, yeah, if we do it, we usually do it with my neighbor's golf cart. Run through the hood real quick, let the kids do it. Yeah, but you, you're you're doing the get in shape thing, man. Why, why do you want to take a golf cart? You should just do the cardio and walk. Get some roller skates. Oh, I walk. Roller I skates, yes. I, I do. I got some. I got some skateboard. Very good. Yeah. yeah. My, you can get a wig and you can go out as Leif Garrett. <laughs> I don't think he has any hair anymore. <laughs> no, but you can go out like old Leif Garrett if you're on a skateboard. You going to hail the sunshine? Well, I guess before we get to the, the fun stuff, we're going to go through some birthdays in history. Birthdays! Yeah, birthdays hey, coming any, up. Any, 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 of, any of us have birthdays this m- month? Um, Will, when's yeah. your birthday coming up, Will? 28th. The 28th, oh, that's going to be the next show. <coughs> yep. So that'll no, be not the, only a Halloween um, special, it'll be like a... No, the, the next show is the 29th. Oh, your birthday will be during this on show. This that's right. I wish I would have known I would have gave him the 28th to do for the... Okay, I mean, we'll give him the 28th. 28, okay. All right, cool. So the birthdays. Today, the 22nd, if you're tuning in as the show goes live on Sunday... Uh, we got Pedro Morales, Mike Cruel, D'Lo Brown. Happy birthday to those guys. Happy birthday. <coughs> Tomorrow, Monday, the 23rd, the Bruise Brothers, Don and Ron Harris. Jacoby Boykins, who was recently at VPW one time in the last couple shows. And Locomotive. A favorite heel I love to work with when I was refereeing. And hopefully, one of these days, we can get him on the show. That'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Tuesday the 24th, we got superstar Bill Dundee. Strip club owner in Memphis. <laughs> the Italian Stallion. Yes! Will Spaghetti Eating Champion. Dale Torberg, a.k.a. The Demon. The one of... Uh, the only one of the proposed four wrestling kiss characters because his character was so unpopular... That they never brought along the other three. Remember, we were talking about this earlier when they debuted him dressed as Gene Simmons. Kiss actually performed on the show. They paid Kiss an extreme amount of money, and it turned out to be the lowest watched Nitro ever. Uh, so we never got to see a wrestler named Face Freely. Nope. That's too bad. No, no Face Freely. No. <laughs> yeah, uh, there you go. No Peter Kiss. There you go, my man. I'm talking about it. I'm in uh, no Paul Stanley. Butter. <laughs> I love it, man. You so are living see. up to it. <laughs> Wednesday, the 25th. Happy birthday to Two Cold Scorpio, Perry Satin, Rosa Mendez, Josh mm. Cantrell, and Atsushi Onita. Watch two people on that list that wore a dress at one point, I would imagine. I know who I'll take my lap dance from. Perry Satin? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That chick that just popped that baby out and still looking fine. And likes girls too. That's and cool. boys. She's a switch hitter. Nice. <laughs> Thursday the 26th. Happy birthday to Austin Idol. Awesome legend. He had to end his podcast due to some other stuff. Yep. Also a politician. He's very interactive just in general. Also Kevin Sullivan. Who we've talked about the a lot. The games master. Matter of fact, uh, Kevin Sullivan took a lot of spots on our last episode of uh, Rumors and Urban Legends. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. And let's see, also that day, Nicole Bass, Chico Adams, 
John Schuyler. John Schuyler! We saw recently yeah. also at BPW in August. And CM Punk. CM Punk, <coughs> best in the world. You kind of damn took off before I could think of a cool nudist slash birthday, birthday suit Kevin Sullivan joke. Oh, I'll think of one before the end of the podcast, right, and it'll right. be good. We'll hold you to it. I'm not thinking. All right, so stay tuned. Mike's got a joke about Kevin Sullivan. He's got brewing upstairs. And, yeah. and that He's a big nudist, so birthday suit, something, how, somehow. Mm-hmm. We'll get this. We'll get this. All right, Friday the 27th, downtown Bruno. Harvey Whippleman, <laughs> former U.S. Junior Heavyweight Champion and WWE Women's Champion. And then Saturday the 28th, our own Will Wheeler celebrates his birthday. Yeah. As well as Les Thatcher. See, is that is two you know, people is from GWH celebrating birthdays on the same day. Kenny okay, so and this, this MVP here, like, is that its own thing? Yeah, yeah. it's MVP. Yes. Oh, okay, MVP. so an MVP. And uh, Christy Hemi. Christy Hemi. And wow. Rocky Romero. Yes. MVP's been very active in indie here lately, too. He's been doing a lot of indie shows. Um, he did one the day after y'all went. The oh, next wow. day, he was with Buff Bagwell at another one. Oh, wow. Yep. I've seen the flyer for it on the historical... Oh sweet! Excuse me, I got ice in my mouth. So on the on the professional wrestling historical society page, somebody posted it. He's still active. Right, and with right. that dude Brodus or Brodeus or um yeah, who also has a column on Fox. Yeah, he, he he does not have a physique, but he has plenty of weightlifting videos on Instagram. Does he? Is he strong? Really? It looks like he eats a lot of bologna. <laughs> Lift those into weights. Alright. Mm-hmm. Now, it was a legit steel eight. I mean, he had some legit steel weights. I never, I wasn't watching. It was that time that Stoney jokes about where um, I wasn't watching wrestling. He was in wrestling in that little span. He was in the, the WWE, okay. I guess. So you blinked Mr. I didn't see any. I don't, I've never seen a match he's done. I think the last thing he did was T. He's done was TNA. Or he might be It was because yeah. I saw him on. You, you hooked me up with Pluto. Sorry, and I actually man. met him when he was uh, known as another gimmick <clears throat> 10 years ago, known as G. Riddle when he was in the WWE Developmental. He was a class act, really cool guy, very friendly. I was very appreciative and all that good stuff. Uh, I even befriended him on one of the social media sites and knew who I was, so he's very fan- he's a very friend-friendly guy. They um, must love him when he was with WWE because on the network, like every time they talk about something, he's one of the main ones, you know, that they switch to sitting in a little chair with a green screen interview on. Hmm. It's pretty cool. All right, all Some right. crazy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he wants crazy. No, he, he don't. don't like crazy. No, he don't. Don't take us off the air. Oh, he's so precious. Okay, so he, he won't need it. It's time for that age-old tradition of uh, who are we sending out for uh, birthday dances? Um, who did we say? I think Mike came up with somebody. I think he did. Yeah. Um, um, the it's not ringing a bell. I need Mike to dance. <laughs> the D- uh, Total Divas Mendez chick. What oh, Rosa Mendez. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Dude, and yeah. I think I could go there, man. Like her, her baby's daddy's all tatted up, like Tommy Lee. So I'm halfway there. There you go. Hey, you close. Yeah. I could do that. 
It's all. It's all I know. It's all. No, I'm just like that. Brian Mish has got some daddy issue. All right. All right. So happy birthday <laughs> to the wrestlers. <sighs> yeah. And have a Rosa day. I think yeah. she'd be good at it. Though. I think she may have done a private match or two. All you happy men. All right, we've got some wrestling history for you guys today. History on this uh, show, really? Yeah. That's been a while. Yeah, I'm going to uh, kick us off wow. here. <laughs> 14 years ago today on October 22nd, at an NWA TNA weekly pay-per-view taping in Nashville, Jeff Jarrett defeated AJ Styles to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. He would hold the championship until the following April when he's defeated by Styles. And 23 years ago, on October 23rd, WCW presented Halloween Havoc from the Joe Louis Arena in Detroit, Michigan. About 14,000 were in attendance with 210,000 homes watching on pay-per-view, though some estimates have it at 220,000 homes. More than double the number of buys the 1993 edition got. The hook of the show was a career versus career world title match between Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. That was 1994. I remember that. Yep. In a pre-show dark match, Booker T defeated Brian Armstrong, Johnny B. Bad, and the Honky Talk Man to a 10-minute time limit draw for the WCW World Television Championship. It was the final pay-per-view appearance for the Honky Talk Man. <coughs> Prior to Starcade, Honky, real name Roy Ferris, got into a dispute with WCW management and was fired. Boom. Pretty wonderful Paul Orndorff and Paul Roma defeated Stars and Stripes, the Patriot and Marcus Alexander Bagwell. What's that? It's Dell Wilkes. That's right. Well, Previous well, guest him on the show. And, him and his buddy and the guy y'all seen two times ago at the Sweetwater Gym. Yep, yep, yep. To win the WCW World Tag Team Championship. Boom. Dave Sullivan defeated Kevin Sullivan by countout. <clears throat> Dustin Rhodes defeated Arn Anderson. Hacksaw Jim Duggan defeated Stunning Steve Austin by disqualification to retain the WCW United States Heavyweight Championship. <coughs> Vader defeated the Guardian Angel. The Nasty Boys of Brian Knobs and Jerry Sags defeated Terry Funk and Bunkhouse Buck. I'm sure Colonel Parker was pissed. <laughs> and finally, Hulk Hogan defeated Ric Flair in a steel cage career versus career match to retain the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Mr. T was the special enforcer. As a result of the loss, Flair was forced to retire, which of course did not stick. And you know it's kayfabe as hell when Ric Flair actually loses to Hogan. But yeah. But yeah. Mike, what do you have for us on the history front? 24 years ago, which was from... Today, the 22nd, 93, 93, 1993, mm-hmm. uh, WCW presented Halloween Havoc from the Lakefront Arena in New Orleans, Louisiana. About 6,000 were in attendance, with about 100,000 homes watching on pay-per-view, which keeps in line with what pay-per-views we're getting since last year's Starcade. Ice Train, Charlie Norris, and the Shockmaster, who we talk about a lot, defeated Harlem Heat. Cole and Kane and the Equalizer. Paul Orndorff defeated Ricky Steamboat by Countout. I think we've got a theme going on here for Halloween Havoc results. WCW 
World Television Champion Lord Steven Regal fought Davy Boy Smith to a time limit draw. I bet that was actually a good match. Dustin Rhodes Let defeated Steve Austin to retain the WCW United States Heavyweight Championship. I bet that was pretty good. The Nasty Boys, Brian Knobs, and Jerry Sags defeated Marcus Bagwell and Two Colts and Scorpio to win the WCW Tag Team Championship. That was pretty bad. <laughs> Sting defeated Sid Vicious. Thank God. No other, nothing else about that. They just Sting defeated Sid. Slam the world. Rick Rude defeated Ric Flair by disqualification to retain the WCW Intercontinental International World Heavyweight Championship. Terry Taylor was the special enforcer. I'm guessing referee? Probably. Uh, Vader defeated Cactus Jack in a Texas death match, which I'm sure was pretty damn good. The match was determined by a spin of the wheel. Also, 18 years ago, which would be 99... Um, another Halloween Havoc from the MGM Grand, uh, which we are watching one from the MGM Grand right now, but it's 96. Uh, in Las Vegas, Nevada, 8,464 were in attendance, 230,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. Though it's 100,000 more than the previous month's fall brawl, it was down 80,000 from the previous year's Halloween Havoc. The pay-per-view, the first of the Vince Russo-Ed Ferreira era, would be, uh, I meant Ferrara era would be the most bought show in WCW's final 18 months in operation. Disco Inferno, the lad, the legend, the man himself, Your defeated favorite. Yep, defeated Lash LaRue. I don't even remember him. I remember Lash LaRue. I don't remember him. To uh, retain the, the uh, cruiserweight. I have to Google him. Harlem Heat defeated Kidman and Conan and Brian Knobs and Hugh Morris in a three-way match to win the WCW World oh. Tag Team Championship. Eddie Guerrero defeated Perry Saturn by disqualification. Brad Armstrong defeated... Where's boy Perry Saturn? That's right. Yep. Along with Moppy. Uh, That's def- right. Brad Armstrong defeated Berlin. I don't remember Berlin. Oh, actually, I think he's a future... Possible future... No, wait. I think he may be a future guest. Really? What's the real name? What's the name? I think it might be Alex Wright. Oh, damn. Okay. I'm <laughs> Rick Steiner defeated Chris Benoit to win the WCW World Television Championship. The total package, Lex Luger, I'm assuming, defeated Bret Hart via submission. Sting defeated Hulk Hogan in just three seconds to retain the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Sting didn't so much defeat Hogan as much as Hogan laid down for Sting. Goldberg defeated Sid Vicious via referee stoppage due to excessive bleeding to win the WCW United States Championship. DDP defeated Ric Flair in a strap match. Goldberg defeated Sting to win the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. The result wouldn't stand, however, as the title was vacated the next night on Nitro due to the match being unsanctioned and Sting hitting the referee. Yeah, and that with all that going on, it makes sense it was the Vince Russo era. That is a crazy bunch of shit. And if uh, if Goldberg was going that crazy ever, what did it say, the United States match? Yeah. He had already reached his peak and was just talent at that point. Alrighty, we're going back to East. Yep, it's me again. 25 years ago on October 25th, WCW presented Halloween Havoc Surprise Surprise from the Philadelphia Civic Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. <laughs> About 7,000 were in attendance with 160,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. 
In a pre-show dark match, Eric Watts and Van Hammer defeated the Vegas connection of Vinny Vegas and Diamond Dallas Page. Vinny Vegas. Tom Zank, Johnny Gunn, and Shane Douglas defeated Arn Anderson, Michael Hayes, and Bobby Eaton. Ricky Steamboat defeated Brian Pillman. Big Van Vader defeated Nikita Koloff. NWA World Tag Team Champions and WCW World Tag Team Champions Barry Wyndham and Dustin Rhodes fought Steve Williams and Steve Austin to a 30-minute time limit draw. Rick Rude defeated NWA World Heavyweight Champion uh, Masahiro Chono by disqualification. Harley Race and Kensuke Sasaki were special referees. Ron Simmons defeated the Barbarian to retain the WCW World Heavyweight Championship and Sting defeated Jake Roberts in a coal miner's glove match. The match stipulation was determined by a spin of the wheel. Hmm. And will I makes me want to go back and watch that right now. <clears throat> 19 years ago, on October 26, WCW presented Halloween Havoc from the MGM Grand Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. 10,663 were in attendance, with 310,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. Though some estimates have it as many as 500,000 homes. Wow. This is because the pay-per-view was three and a half hours instead of the usual three. It was 98 too, man. It was huge. Caused an issue with most pay-per-view providers. And then uh, they would not accommodate the extra half hours as pay-per-view feeds cut out at 11 p.m. And missed the conclusion of the Hogan Warrior match. Thank God. And the entire WCW World Title match that followed. I'm not sure about that. The decision proved costly as not only they had to air the match the next night on Nitro for free, yep. WCW had to reimburse cable providers and customers for the air. Well, could that have been the demise of WCW? Inquiring minds would like to know. But as for the card, Chris Jericho defeated Raven to retain the World WCW World Television Championship. Wrath defeated Ming. Disco Inferno defeated Juventud Guerrero. But that was good. <clears throat> Disco. Alex Wright defeated Fit Finley, a Euro match. Saturn defeated Lodi, who still works in Indies. Billy Kidman defeated the Disco Inferno, Mike Garrett's favorite wrestler, to retain the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. Rick Steiner and Buff Bagwell defeated the Giant and Scott Steiner to win the WCW World Tag Team Championship. Was that the Judy Bagwell on a pole match? I'm wondering. Oh, God. Um, anyhow, or was that his wife, Judy, on a pole? Mm-hmm. I was um, just about to say that. Okay, and then Scott Hall defeated Kevin Nash by countout. <clears throat> Bret Hart defeated Steen to retain the United States WCW United States Heavyweight Championship. Hollywood Hogan defeated the Warrior. Goldberg defeated Diamond Dallas Page to retain the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. 20 years ago, WCW presented Halloween Havoc from the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. 12,457 were in attendance with 405,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's more than double the previous month's Fall Brawl and 155,000 more than the 1996 edition. Yuji Nagata defeated Ultimo Dragon via submission. I'm sure that was a good match. Chris Jericho defeated Guido Gito via submission. That was probably a decent match. Another one, Rey Mysterio Jr. 
defeated Eddie Guerrero in a title versus match match to win the WCW oh, Cruiserweight Championship. Yeah, you know that was great. It probably was about 25 minutes long. And it was, uh, if he had lost, he would have been forced to unmask. It was WCW's match of the year for 1997. I'm sure. And Alex Wright defeated Steve McMichael. Jeff, Jeff Jarrett, the original scheduled opponent, had his contract inspire just before the pay-per-view and was not renewed. On October 20th, Jarrett returned up north. Jacqueline defeated Disco Inferno. <laughs> Disco Kurt, gets no love. Is she Hall of Famer now? Yeah, yeah, and that up north group. Yep. Kurt Henning defeated Ric Flair by disqualification to retain the WCW United States Championship. Lex Luger defeated Scott Hall. Larry Zabisco was the special referee. He was probably bumming cigarettes before the match. <laughs> Taking a bow. Randy Savage defeated Diamond Dallas Page in a sudden death match. The match was conducted under last man standing rules. Those are two best friends there, so you know that was probably a good match. Oh, heck yeah. Roddy Piper defeated Hollywood Hogan via submission a steel cage match. <laughs> Wrestling Observer's worst match of the year. Yeah. And back to you, Stoney. <laughs> Real quick, that, not the one you just did from 97, but the one before that, the Warrior Hogan... That could have been the shittiest match of all Halloween Havoc matches ever. Agreed. That could have been. That was just the shits. <laughs> I would. I, I would have just skipped that. I would have just skipped calling that match. Yeah, the only thing worse than that would have been like the the Warrior speech when he first showed up. That was like twenty five minutes too long. Talking about the Lords <laughs> of the Rings. Oh, and... <laughs> all right. Well, twenty seven years ago on October twenty seventh. NWA presented Halloween Havoc Terror Rules the Ring from the ULC Pavilion in Chicago, Illinois. About 8,000 were in attendance with 160,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. This was the last Halloween Havoc to be presented under the NWA banner. In a pre-show match, Tim Horner defeated Barry Horowitz, one of our favorite jobbers. In a pre-show dark match, Rip Rogers defeated Reno Riggins. There's a lot of R's there. Here we go. Tommy Rich and Ricky Morton defeated the Midnight Express team of Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane. Five star. The best best team of the Midnight Express. Terry Taylor defeated Bill Irwin. Brad Armstrong defeated J.W. Storm. The Master Blasters, Blade and Steel, defeated the Southern Boys, Tracy Smothers and Steve Armstrong. The Freebirds, Jimmy Garvin and Michael Hayes defeated the Renegade Warriors, Chris Youngblood and Mark Youngblood. Whew! The Steiner Brothers, Rick and Scott defeated the Nasty Boys, Brian Knobs and Jerry Sachs to retain the NWA <coughs> United States Tag Team Championship. Here's a good one. The Junkyard Dog defeated Moondog Rex. Arr, arr, arr. NWA World Tag Team Champions Doom, a.k.a. Ron Simmons and Butch Reed. Fought Ric Flair and Arn Anderson to a double countout. Stan Hansen defeated Lex Luger to win the NWA United States Championship. That's not a surprise. And Sting defeated Sid Vicious to retain the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Sid originally was declared the victor, but it was revealed that Sid pinned a fake Sting when the real Sting emerged from the back. The match was restarted with Sting going on for the win. And 27 years ago, October 27th, WCW presented Halloween Havoc 
from the UTC Arena in Chattanooga. 8,900 in attendance, 120,000 on pay-per-view, down from 160,000 the previous year. The Hooker Show was the infamous Chamber of Horrors match. You guys yeah. remember that? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Which turned out to be one of the worst matches in WCW no, history. one of the most comical, awesome matches. Yeah. It was also the show's opening match. Two matches on the show, the other being Oz versus Bill Karsmeyer, <laughs> finishing in the top five for Wrestling Observer Newsletter's worst match of 91. Y'all covered Oz and Vinny Vegas in the Halloween Havocs. Yeah, but those aren't the biggest wrestlers that we've covered. Yeah. Opening match, Elegante, Sting, and the Steiner Brothers defeated Abdullah Butcher, the Diamond Stud, Cadiz Jack, and Big Van Vader in a Chamber of Horrors match. The match could only be won when someone pulled the final lever after somebody was hooked into the electric chair, and that someone was Atlanta's own Abdullah the Butcher. <laughs> And Caddyshack had to push it back up and pull it back down. The owner of one-time hot spot of doing the butcher's house of ribs and Chinese food. I think he's still on it. No, I think it's closed. Yeah, it's closed. Yeah, sadly enough. We did get to go one time. That was cool. Big Josh and PN News defeated the Creatures, Joey Mags and Johnny Rich. Yo, baby, yo, baby, yo. (laughs) That that is. Bobby Eaton defeated Terrence Taylor. Johnny Lee Bad defeated Jimmy Garden. Garvin. WCW World Television Champ Steve Austin fought Dustin Rhodes to a 15-minute time limit draw. Bill Kazmaier defeated Oz. That's no surprise. Van Hammer defeated Doug Summers. Brian Pillman defeated Richard Morton to become the first WCW light heavyweight champion. That's all I know. Yep. (laughs) All I know is the WCW light heavyweight championship. The WCW Halloween Phantom defeated Tom Saint. Post-match, the Phantom revealed himself to be the returning Ravishing Rick Rude. Oh, you sweat hogs. The Enforcers, Arn Anderson and Larry Zabisco, defeated the WCW Patriots Todd Champion and Firebreaker Chip to retain the WCW World Tag Team Championship. And in what has to have been probably one of the most amazing sleep matches of all time, Lex Luger defeated Ron Simmons 2-1 in a best-of-three balls match to retain... The WCW World Heavyweight Championship. And back to you, Steve. It was a lot. All right. Woo! There's a lot of a uh, lot of history. Have so. we just covered all the Halloween Havocs? Uh, pretty close. Yeah, we're almost done with the Halloween Havoc. Speaking of, 28 years ago, on the 28th. My birthday, woohoo. Yeah, NWA presented WCW Halloween Havoc. No. Settling the score. So written score. Is that on the day you were actually born? Are you only 28? No. Stop. Damn. I was just saying that that's my birthday. Not his birth date. Or date of birth. Man, smothering these and peanut butter is right. What is that? This is a date. Let me see. Oh, cool. Dates and peanut butter. Hey, look. Now Will's not the only one that's got dates. <laughs> oh, all right. All right, so Halloween Havoc settling the score at the Philadelphia Civic Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. About 73,000, no, 7,300, 7,300. We're in attendance with 175,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. 
Tom Zink defeated Mike Rotunda, the Samoan SWAT team of Samu Fatu and the Samoan Savage defeated the Midnight Express, Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane, you know, I and Steve right Williams. Off the bat, hmm. Those first two matches sounded like they were pretty good. Yeah. Tommy Rich defeated the Cuban Assassin. The Freebirds of Jimmy Garvin and Michael Hayes defeated the Dynamic Dudes. The Dynamic Dudes. I remember that match. Yes. A.K.A. the Dynamic Duds, and when the Philly fans said Johnny goes fellatio on people. Oh, you know Ronnie Garvin owns that Garvin RVs over there on uh, Gordon Highway going into Aiken? Oh, cool. I was just lying. That's <laughs> Be cool, though. <laughs> he can fly you around, though, Ronnie Garvin. Him and Jimmy Garvin can fly yeah. you in a plane. Yep. Yeah, the uh, the Freebirds retained the NWA World Tag Team Championship from that match. Uh, let's see, Doom, Ron Simmons, and Butch Reed defeated the Steiner brothers, Rick and Scott. Lex Luger defeated Brian Pillman to retain the NWA United States Championship. Road Warriors, Hawk and Animal defeated the Skyscrapers of Sid Vicious and Dan Spivey by DQ. Ric Flair and Sting defeated the Great Muta and Terry Funk in a Thunderdome cage match. Bet that was pretty good. Oh, yeah. The cage, part of which actually caught fire pre-match was decorated in the spirit of the holiday and electrified to prevent outsiders from entering and competitors from leaving. The match could only end when one of the managers threw in the towel on their team's behalf. <coughs> Ole Anderson nailed Gary Hart, causing Hart's towel to fly into the ring, causing special referee Bruno Sammartino to end the match. Seventeen years and a day ago today, Bret Hart announced his retirement from wrestling. The announcement came a week after he was fired via FedEx from WCW. The company exercised its inactivity clause, the same clause they would use to infamously fire Ricky Steamboat in 94 and Steve Austin in 95. A lot more people were fired via FedEx by Bischoff than that time. Quite a bit, actually. Including his wife. Uh, oh, look, there's Mongo and Michaels. Whoa. Oh, wow. The Hostman's. God's gift of crap. <laughs> and finally, Hart last appeared on WCW programming in September 2000 and Hart blocked a Goldberg spear with a hidden steel plate and quit the company on camera. Wrestling-wise, he had not wrestled since suffering from post-concussion syndrome in January following a Goldberg thrust kick at Starcade 99. Right on. So that was all our history. I guess uh, we'll do a quick... Word from our sponsors and such. There you go. Hey, I, I got to say though, not Monty Michael, not the worst member ever of the Four Horsemen. I'd say that would go to Paul Roma. Yeah, you're right. I didn't. I, I never. I didn't think it's really it could be ever worse. But then again, they could be even keel. I don't know. Well, you know, the sad part about it is if you if you look really really quick, you, you might go, Hey, I didn't know Mike Rotunda was in the Four Horsemen. <laughs> so, all right, yeah, I guess we're gonna have a word from our sponsors. This week's sponsor, Sun Sweet Dates. They're rich and sweet and pitted. Don't sleep on the ocean spray cranberry. Oh, can't go go all the way. Can't go with the crazies. And reduced yeah. sugar craisins with fifty percent less sugar. That's not just reduced. That's like slashed. Oh, that's half. Fifty percent less sugar. Shoot. Really I look, there's good. Virgil, and I'm sure he presented his package to Pat <laughs> Patterson and Bischoff before he got his job. 
I drink enough Powerade that I get enough sugar, so I, anything I can cut sugar with. Well, we will be back in just a moment. We don't know why, but we'll be back. Yep. <laughs> hey guys, this is Stoney from GWH TV. If you're like me and dig your wrestling old school and from the South, check out Georgia Wrestling History Online for archives, current area indie shows, and results, plus cool discussions on GWH Radio. Just visit gwhnewsandnotes.blogspot.com. Georgia Wrestling History, capturing the legends of yesterday and covering the stars of today. You wanted the best, you got the best. The hottest classic wrestling in the world. GWH on the Georgia Wrestling History Network. Classic matches, classic look, just classic. Check us out on the GWH website and at facebook.com backslash GWHTV. All right, well, welcome back to GWH TV Talk. If you're wondering why you're hearing my voice, old Jay had to dip out, uh, not feeling well. I think had a little bit too many coffee and donuts and dates and peanut butter and munchkins, munchkins and stuff like that. But that's cool because um, we've pretty much done most of our show, but we're still sitting here watching uh, Halloween Havoc from what year? Ninety-six, I believe. Yes. 96. We're about to get, what is this, Jericho and Six? Uh, yep. Jericho six and pack? Six. The One, Two, Three Kid, <coughs> Xbox Six. What else was it called? One other name. One, Two, Three, Lightning Kid. Dynamite Kid. Was that one? That was Lightning Kid. Uh, yeah. uh, this should be a good match. Yeah. I will say the last match had the Giant, and this match has Chris Jericho, who are three doors down neighbors in Tampa, Florida, in a gated community, and have both been in the business 27 years. At the professional level. Yep. So, longevity for them to give it up. That's right. <clears throat> Hall of Famers. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, easily. First ballot Hall of Famers. All right, and, and also, uh, both, uh, since this longtime mainstays, regular veterans of WWE. Yeah. And with that in mind, man, Mike, what's been going on with WWE lately? Um, I haven't been watching as much as I should, but I think everybody's buzzed about the Kane return last night. I um, I actually pulled it up on my terrarium TV. You can <coughs> add that to your favorites. Commercial free, it's great. Cool. Um, but I was watching. I happened to walk back in the bedroom for something while I was in between putting all the cooking stuff together, and I watched the end of that cage match with Braun Strowman and uh, Roman Reigns. Which was, I think what was weighing in the balance was uh, either it was going to be a five-on-three versus the Shield or three-on-three versus the Shield, depending on who won. And then about that time, Kane's music and the fire and the brimstone and all that came on, and he never came down. And then he came up through the ring, tore up through the bottom, and and they both just destroyed Roman. So it'll be like five-on-three at Tables, Ladders, and Chairs Sunday. Um, today, yeah, in about yeah. thirty yeah. minutes. Uh-huh. So yeah, I'm, when when I'm, this show actually airs, yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna actually predict a heel turn or face turn or something because it's a five on three match. I mean, and Braun Strowman and Kane is is two of the five. You know, there's that's not realistic. I don't care who the Shield is. Yeah. But, 
That's about it. Um, the Neville Rutt walking out, I don't know too much. I'm sure people have heard the rumors. Well, they're not rumors anymore. They're confirmed. But Neville about 15 minutes into 8.15, two rolls ago, I think, um, just packed his shit and walked out. And then, what was it, about 10 minutes before we started recording the podcast, I, I got from the Twitter verse that Nia Jax may have walked out last night. <clears throat> oh, wow. So, well, maybe with Neville's situation, maybe he's just like uh, needing to get on that boat to go find Papa. Yeah. Or, like, no, no, that's five on not Neville. Sorry, I mean same thing. Small guy, big ears. Yeah. Um, I will say they're giving Alicia Fox a push. I've been seeing that. That's I know we make fun of her, and a lot of people do, but she's actually, um, I, she's been in the business 11 years yeah. with the company so <laughs> she's had a diva's title right yeah, it's just deserved that she's getting another push um, I don't like the character how it's just the crazy chick just screaming and going nuts throwing a tantrum like Jericho back in WCW when he would lose a match oh yeah but um, like last night her and Sasha had a really good match Sasha ended up actually bleeding um, from her face somehow and after the match, she threw a tantrum. But um, I can tell that her ring gear is more unique. And you know how WWE kind of does that when they're pushing something? Yeah. So um, they're pushing her towards something. Something's going to... And I think afterward, they were doing an interview with Sasha backstage. And then she came and ran through a referee and tackled. So they had a backstage thing, which I'm going to assume is a lead-up to some kind of tables, ladders, and chairs match. Oh, yeah. Or something. Yeah. And uh, other than that, I'm not sure. Um, two weeks ago, I, I liked. I, I was a fan of the SmackDown pay-per-view for once. Usually their pay-per-views are so boring. Remember uh, a month ago, the Punjabi prison one? Oh, God, that yeah. Was, that whole pay-per-view that was one? just a shit yeah, fest. that was horrible. Um, but this one was good. The, of course, the Shane, Kevin Owens, you know, was good. Um... But all those matches actually turned out to be decent. Uh, Corbin taking the United States Championship from Georgia boy AJ Styles was a shocker. But I've been digging Corbin lately. He's added a few more moves and gotten really good at his ring timing. Um, He's coming out, man. He's doing good in a short amount of time. One that I'm looking forward to, and correct me if I'm wrong, isn't Emma taking on... Oscar, Oscar yeah. at the next pay per view, and I love. I know nothing about Oscar. Absolutely, nothing. she was. I, I know. I've just. I know from her Japanese work, she was phenomenal. And the fact that I'll say on the wrestling news and shit page that they had the birthday, birth and yeah, death date. That, that was awesome. I found that on. Uh, <laughs> I found that somewhere really obscure, probably probably Twitter or something. And that was I, awesome. Yeah, and then I, know, I think, I, think they're going to push what's her face too. Um, the veteran, country singer chick, um, Mickey oh, James. Yeah, I think Mickey she's James. Gonna, I think she's, she's going to get her seventh. Yeah. I think she's going to get her seventh. She deserves it. I yeah. like it when she goes out there. I think she's hot. She's still sexy. Yeah. So, she work. I don't get me wrong. And, and, and speaking of, of um, isn't the weekend of this podcast, is that when the uh, the NXT is going to be in Carolina? That's what I was just thinking. Um, um, since she kind of bummed me out and nobody can make WrestleCade now. Um... I think so. Google it up, Will. Um, Aiken NXT, I think it's October 20-something. It's on a Friday, I want to say. Um, so, yeah, that might have just been this last Friday or the upcoming Friday. Let me check. I think it's 20-something, so I don't think it's happened yet. 
I wouldn't mind going. See, that would be cool. Oh, Especially mind. if it's Friday, because I'm going out of town on the, the this weekend. The weekend you go out of airs. town every weekend. This is not news. Ah, uh, well. <laughs> you know. Coffee beans growing uh, other actually places. Actually, it's the 21st. Damn. What's the date today? The 18th? Yeah, so that would be, was this, this Friday? 17th. Saturday. Well, I'll be gone. So. Damn. You guys, Summer. aren't you going? Can you say you and the kid were going? We may. We, should, we both kind of slept on it and forgot about it. Will would go if you can if you can get an extra ticket for Will's his probably date. got a damn date. Nah, she won't. She's not. She knows about the podcast, but she don't follow the whole go to the wrestling cars thing. Now, however, if I could just uh, fixate a car with the old Continental wrestlers and put them in the Durham in the Joshua Tree Villas, then we that might work. There you go. I wouldn't mind going though. Hell, I might drink a beer if I was. Well, I'd have to get my wife to go because. I ain't driving anywhere in Aiken, South Carolina <laughs> for drinking half a beer. Oh, man. And, yeah, I believe um, the next show, I believe, is... Um, what is the next show? Tables, chairs, ladders, Tables, ladders condominiums, chairs, yeah. turnbuckles, hookers, yeah. and blow. I want to say in this Sunday, the and, uh, 22nd. Never mind. Oh, like so when when, when this show's airing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, we we won't get any listens, but that's okay. Well, I don't know. It we is. Do it every, every there's a pay per view every two weeks. Shit, we do our show and then yeah. yeah. So, any other matches? Any predictions? Ah, uh, do it's, I even know the card? Um, I do. I'm not sure. We don't care. I'm not sure who the hell is doing what. I, I'm gonna guess that Seth and Dean are gonna have a rematch with. Uh, Seamus and Cesaro. What about Cesaro's mouthpiece? He's been wearing that ever since his teeth got jammed up into his. You remember? Did y'all see that match? No. Like, well, even he, Cesaro himself, thought that his two front teeth got knocked out, and he's bleeding and everything. But in actuality, when he got backstage and everything, both of his two front teeth have been knocked up into his gum, Ooh, into the top was... of his mouth. Out. And he's still talking funny. I mean, his promos are funny because he has this big black mouth guard in his mouth. And uh, they had to do, like, extensive surgery on his gum and then another surgery a day later. And then, I mean, they had to pull his damn teeth out of his fucking head. Yeah. So, he is a tough son of a bitch. He's one of the best wrestlers, I think, on the roster. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. I, I, I definitely like when, him. Whenever too. I saw him do hold Rusev up last year in the suplex and do three knee squats... I said, damn. Like, no, nobody that size should be that strong. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, uh saw on the WWE Network the uh, the old school spoof where Rusev is playing the farmer. I haven't seen those yet. Oh, my God. Southpaw Wrestling. Southpaw Wrestling. man. Great stuff. Great stuff. Well, speaking of cards, Two of us had the pleasure of going out for Viral Pro Wrestling's Fall Brawl <laughs> 7 this last, uh, a week ago, and uh, we actually commentated, uh, so when they have DVDs, make sure you check it out. I'm going to kind of, uh, for those of you who didn't show up, this is uh, a rundown. the results, a rundown. Um, two wrestlers making their debut, uh, wrestlers from uh, Fire... Firestar Pro Wrestling, uh, USIWF, and a bunch of other places. Mr. Amazing Michael Spencer defeated 
One of my new favorite wrestlers, Luke Grimes. Um, I really I like Luke Grimes. Long he hair, wears a good satin j- jacket, really cool guy. Now, one of those guys actually is a trainer at one of the local gyms. I forgot which guy it was. So, um, him. Of course, they had uh, the tournament for the number one contender for the VPW Championship currently held by Chris Main in the first match. Chip Day, one of my least favorite, defeated Owen Knight. Originally, Hex was supposed to be in that match, and for some reason, he could not show up. Um, the ma- weapon of sass destruction, Effie Gibbs, defeated Damone Too Strong Rashad. In the second match of the tournament, Darius Lockhart defeated... Uh, TJ Boss. Uh, Sean Legacy defeated Jackson Vile, which I think was very vile because I like Jackson Vile. Cameron Carter defeated Elijah Evans. The Hierarchy defeated High Profile, which they, they pretty much killed them. And in the tournament final, Chip Day defeated Darius Lockhart. And I believe at the... Um, the the Holiday Havoc on December 9th, also in Thompson. I believe Chip Day will be taking on Chris Main for the Viral Pro Wrestling Championship. Wow, man. That's definitely a stat card, man, I'll tell you. So, a lot of uh, uh, incredible indie wrestlers, and it was uh, already a, 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 a huge... Task to uh, to kind of top the previous one. I mean, the previous one you had John Schuyler, you had Buff Bagwell. So they had a huge task, and um, not a lot of huge names. But as far as ring action, and as far as the flow of the night, um, getting it done, getting it done quick, and not a lot of dead time. Uh, VPW did an amazing job. Uh, one of the one of the best run paper, uh, excuse me, not pay-per-views, uh, indie events that I have seen. Um, a lot of uh, wrestlers made their debuts, um, people not from the area, and kept the crowd in it the whole time, despite a lot of them not being, uh, the crowd being familiar with them. So, uh, big hands up to uh, to the guys in VPW, so. Shout out. December 9th, so. All right, well, is that the next one, December 9th? December 9th, I believe. Saturday? Yes. Right I believe it's, 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 uh, this is Halloween Habit. That is Holiday Habit. That's right. So as, We uh, have a Habit theme here. Yep, so I was trying to get them to call it something like Christmas Crucifixion, but um, we're in the South, and that oh, probably wouldn't no. have flown too well, oh, no. so. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. So, but speaking of... Local, sort of. You know, we're in the southeast. One thing that uh, one of us really likes to talk about is one of us is a really big fan of the Studcast. So what's been going on on the Studcast? Speaking of which, we still are, are very, very, very proud that we had the Tennessee Stud on this show. That was a great, great so shout out to the Tennessee Stud. Thank you, and thank you to all the guests we've had. Oh yes, so far. So we got more to come, including the one 
we're going to reschedule the one that we were supposed to have this last previous yes, Sunday. Yes, we're Yes. I just went live on the thing. Live! Alright. So what's been going on on the Studcast? <laughs> well, the Studcast has been very interesting. We're in a huge part of Ron's life. Uh, last few episodes was... A couple of episodes were his time in Memphis. Uh, his daddy, Buddy Fuller, pretty much set the... the uh, Tone for Memphis uh, was Sputnik Monroe. There's a quick story where Sputnik Monroe got knocked out by Rodeo Cowboy. Legendary wrestler throughout the South back yeah. in the day. Sputnik Monroe, and then Buddy said, All right, let's reclaim your fame. So they get in a little scuffle and all that good stuff. And also, too, on the, one, of the last, uh, <clears throat> one of the last ones was uh, he had mentioned on the show his time with Elvis, the fact that Elvis would actually learn holes from Buddy Fuller at the house. So we had a lot of Elvis in one of the episodes, and then uh, and he talked to us about that specifically, on yeah, our show. which yeah. was awesome. I loved that, and I still loved it because they would. Be, it had actually been the day before on the Studcast, but anyhow, I'll pin Ron Fuller. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'll pin him. I'll pin him. One, yeah. two, three. Pass some mashed potatoes. Thank you very much. Uh huh. And a and a peanut butter um, banana sandwich. Yeah, peanut butter, peanut butter, rather peanut butter. All right, and uh, anyway, a peanut butter um, date. And then what happened was Roy. Buddy was making so much money in uh, Memphis and all. And there was also a story about how the the mama mama Rumpel was very pretty and people would flirt with her. And then Buddy would get kicked and put the uh, thumb down the throat, the Roy Wilkes choking thing. <coughs> not in that context, but the guy would choke and just would not mess with the wife. He said, "You better he bet if you he said you better finish your steak." And he finished the steak and waited for Buddy Fuller to leave the restaurant because Buddy Fuller would have broke him in half. But Memphis was doing so hot, however, Daddy Roy Welch um, did not like it and the fact that Roy Welch was athletic commission, so these athletic commissions were on Buddy Fuller and he didn't care for him so much. They said, alright, let's just sell everything. So they go to Arizona and the fact that we find out that Ron, that because of the way the schools were in Arizona, there's like, it was so big, like you went to school part of the day, and then there was a part where Ron actually went to night school and took a city bus to school. And the fact that he said when he was in Arizona, it was just beginning to get big with the population, they spray-painted grass in the desert, so to speak. And he also, the fact of the matter is, Buddy Monroe came out west to Arizona, and it's just something about the Fuller Welch names. Wherever they went and brought wrestling, it brought money and crowds, and apparently in... A desert area in Arizona, which was not a known territory at the time, Buddy Fuller just made it happen. He made it happen. And then after a while, they just kind of got, they said, all right, let's, uh, <clears throat> they, they, after a while, they said, all right, let's be farmers. So, which kind of led into this week's stud cast uh, with the life of farmers and talking about the soil of Mississippi and all of that good stuff. So, they grow corn that's really tall, and Ron, being as tall, couldn't even reach to get the top of the corn. Yeah, that dude's like nine feet tall. <clears throat> and he couldn't even reach the top of the corn. And there's a story where this uh, neighbor, and they, they was they were they were they were, they were good people. I mean, it was a lot of sharecropper land, and they didn't get stuff for themselves. They would buy gifts for other people, former sharecroppers. They just start farming, just give them Christmas presents, the kids, all that. And the thing about what I loved about Ron and he's they were they were they were they weren't prejudiced folks. I mean, Ron Fuller when he's a kid he's playing baseball with black people in in Northern Tennessee in the 1950s. What does that tell you right there? That's why I like the guy. Anyway, um, they had done all that good stuff and it's just he has his panel questions and 
one thing, and uh, this could be a future topic, and I'm looking forward to this on the future studcasts. Is, um, no, and, no, no. Was this when he was a kid or when he was yeah, older? This was, this was. I mean, this was like when he grew up as a kid. But I was going to talk about some of the question panel now. Oh, so so he was so they were children of the corn. Might have been. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking right. of Halloween, sorry. Yeah, that's right. And I think I don't know if uh, Robert was a ghost or not, or was that Jimmy Golden? I don't know. But anyhow, Kevin Sullivan, the nudist Kevin Sullivan. That's right, baby. And anyway, um, he had he had his question panel, and one thing that um really was that stood out in the last couple of weeks was uh. He did mention Andre the Giant. We got a little bit of Andre story, but he didn't go into detail. He might dedicate an episode to Andre. However, he talked about a rift when he hit his northern division of Southeastern. When uh, <clears throat> some of the guys broke away when uh, Bob, or- yeah, Bob Orton and Ronnie Garvin and Bob Roop broke away and tried to form to take over Southeastern, form their own little group, but which didn't last long, and then. They sold it to Flair and Mulligan. That didn't last long. But anyway, um, he talked about the, the Christian value of forgiveness to Ron Fuller. And a couple years ago, he ran into Bob Orton. And they saw each other. They talked. They made peace. And he did the same thing with Ronnie Garvin. And it's almost like he said it's back like old times, though. So he, I mean, he, it was a very, it was kind of a, a sad sort of subject. And he also. Last episode, he talked about his beginnings of basketball. He was at a high school in Mississippi where there was only 100 people that didn't have a football team because he played football. He was a baseball catcher. I just, I'm, I'm, he, I talked, we talked with Ron, his growth spurt. He didn't hit the growth till after that sophomore year, but I can't imagine a six foot nine catcher playing baseball. <clears throat> How the heck did you squat, man? I'm just saying that, Ron, but still, anyhow, um, Still, that's he was an athlete. I'm telling you that right now, and that definitely helped when he. I'm not gonna give it all away, but just it's just the, the key points of it, the bullet points of it. it I think it's Studcast 15, and uh, next week will be the number that comes out of 1516. So I'm um, looking forward to it. Uh, I had posted on Facebook. Uh, I had to deal with a work story real quick. I had to. There was a brown recluse, and I hammer fisted it in front of the students. Thought it was the coolest thing ever. And then Ron had mentioned his his uncle Herb, great uncle Herb, stepping on a tarantula when he was eight years old, and I mentioned it to Ron, and apparently I got a comment from Ron saying, "That's awesome, that's cool." Next time, smash the tarantula. <laughs> that makes you the stud coach. That's right, <laughs> the stud coach. <laughs> you know, we need to do an episode where you do like the top five Welch family moments. I'll research that. <laughs> Research. Oh. Research. Really? <laughs> Research. So it's he'll an go home piece. and think about that for about 10 minutes. Yeah. So, now, you know, uh, speaking of like top fives, top tens, what we should probably do is and for the next show, for the one right before Halloween, we should do the top 10 spookiest moments in Southeast Wrestling. Word. That should be interesting. Word. I remember the night that uh, I wasn't a Halloween habit or anything, but it, I forget what pay per view it is. I'm sure y'all remember. Will will, will will. Huh. <laughs> anyway, uh, the one where uh, Jarrett just laid down and was like, "Pin me, go ahead, pin me, pin me, pin." Me. Dude, that wasn't anything spooky about it, but overall, that was spooky. And I was like, "What the hell is going on?" I remember 
watching it that night, and then I guess, uh, not Bischoff, what's his name? Russo. Uh, Russo, yeah. Yeah, I guess Russo backstage got a little, he's waiting for the proper rebuttal a couple matches later, then he walks out in his shitty-ass baseball jersey that he used to always wear, and oh, yeah. did his little crap. That was spooky. I was like, God, what are y'all doing? Idiots. I mean, Hogan literally threw the belt down on the way out the ramp. Yeah. There's one who's more deserving of that, and that's Booker T, who's been held back by Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Shit. So, yeah, we're going to have to make sure we do that. I'm down. Scary. Scary moments. Scary yeah. moments. Scary characters. So, anything else, guys? Before uh, we scooch out of here? Uh, I think I'm good, man. I think we talked about the every two week pay per view. Um, pretty good. A lot of birthdays. A lot of birthdays. Good birthdays. Good birthdays. And who, and who was our uh, who was our lap dance? Oh, uh, Rosa Mendez. Yeah. Rosa Mendez. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Get well to Kenny. He looked like shit sitting over here for a little while. He started yeah. through his stuff, but. Um, he kept going. Man. <laughs> yeah. He just was. He fought, yeah. man. He fought. Yeah, he let it be known as soon as we went to commercial. Hey, I'm out. Yep. Oh well. Hopefully, he didn't hit my Bel Air Road traffic and get caught up, and <laughs> that'll make you feel worse. Oh man. No kidding, man. God. All right. Like for always, we also want to, uh, you know, do an additional birthday shout out. Of course, you know Will's birthday. And Les Thatcher's birthday is, I believe, was the same day. Two GWH <laughs> alumnus now, yeah. as well. So, uh, so that's pretty awesome. Make sure you go to gwhnewsnotes.blogspot.com. News, history, upcoming indie events, indie results, videos, these shows, all kinds of stuff. Larry Goodman and the whole crew always posting that stuff. Um, real quick, I want to throw a, loud, uh, a shout out to uh, the guy that started it all, Rich Tate. Thank you, thank you very much, and to everybody who continues Georgia wrestling history. Go on there; you can even see uh, the Hall of Fame, the real Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I was impressed the past couple weeks of all the actual people, even though it was kind of a Memphis thing of Lance's <laughs> passing um, on the internet. That Zach Myers from Shinedown. Yeah. You know, he grew up in Memphis and he was just like, hey, um, sad day, Lance passed away. And I was like, wow, this dude knows about this. So, well, that dude reached a lot of people. Yeah. He did. It was a big loss. It was a rough week in wrestling right there. Rough couple I mean, weeks. It was like, man, he had Bobby Heenan and then Lance Russell. And then who was hired by? Once again, Buddy Fuller. Yeah. <clears throat> I mentioned that before. Yeah. It's been, been a much better week. Rick Flair's actually cutting fun and doing promos and stuff. Yep. And it's good. So he'll yeah. be at WrestleCade. Yeah, there you go. And he'll probably be uh, he'll probably be wrestling uh, Shawn Michaels at the next WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. For uh, oh, was that Triple H? <laughs> maybe they'll have a, a, a triple threat match. Sure, y'all know Triple H is going to win the belt again one more time, right? Of course, you know that, somehow, right? some way, he's going to get it. Uh, he will. He won't be somehow. He'll just say, "Hey, I'm going to win the Rumble again and go on to WrestleMania as the headliner." I think what we need is we need a Flair versus mm-hmm. Cena, greatest of all time, most championship wins match once and for all. Yeah. Um, I totally missed the Shinsuke 
gender match. I'm not. That dude didn't get over with me. So, um. Which one? Shinder Shin, Shinsuke? Sh- Shinsuke. Not, I think he's great, but I think he's the biggest WWE bust in, in recent memory. Um, I don't think they're going to give him the title because he's so awkward. Like, when he comes out, people don't. They just feel awkward watching him. Even if you're there or on TV. So, that last pay per view, um, that SmackDown had that I loved, I never watched that match at the last one ever. Speaking of Halloween, Mike, got to ask you, since you've been the one the most first, prediction, the Demon or Sister Abigail? The Demon's undefeated, so I'm going to stick with what I know. I'm going to go, it's not SummerSlam again, but I'm going to stick with the Demon. But That's a weird match. Neither one of them rarely ever lose, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's hard. So, mm. I, think, I think Finn's hotter than a damn egg in a skillet right now, though, so... They're going to push that up. I oh, yeah. They need to do something because it's getting a little kind of hey, flaccid. He, he's selling the most merch out there right now. And that's hard to believe. He's like, got the coolest merch. I haven't seen it. I'm just saying, yeah. like, I'll, I'll read the stuff in Forbes and they go over the merch every month or so. And mm-hmm. he's been killing it. Like, I thought people, other people would be doing way better. Like, you know, your AJ Styles or your Seth or your Dean or. No, Finn Balor's got him. And if you watch when he comes out and his music hits, yeah, you can believe it. They love that dude. And he seems to be a good dude. He's a damn good wrestler. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys once again for tuning in as we watch Lex Luger defeat Arn Anderson with the rack um, at Halloween Havoc sometime in the past. Um... <laughs> As usual, I am Stony for Kenny, who's left, and for Will, for Mikey, what up, for Mister, and we are going to get out of here. Any any last words about anything? Um, be safe and happy Halloween in a week. Happy Halloween. Be safe. Uh, go dogs. There you go. And we'll post pictures of Will's costume as soon as uh, we get them. Later. Fuck you like a birthday. To be the man, you gotta beat the man. We'll beat your work for being a little man. Atlanta, GA, Hotland is the Freebirds town, man. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. A very spirited crowd here today at the Television Sports Arena. 